When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Beautiful song on a beautiful day. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Thank God we have a, a special guest standing by on the line right now. Yeah. Oh boy, ladies and germs. Take your seats if you will. This feels like an under the big top kind of thing. Guinness World Records is one of those things that all of us as children, no matter what age, no matter what era, you always grew up looking to the Guinness World Records book. You wanted to see what are what are the oh, crazy things it. that Me are happening too. around. Check we it happen- out from the library. <laughs> see that? How about that? Well, we um, just so happened to know an adjudicator. He's a former producer from Twin Cities Live. The local guy about town joins us now. Mike Marcotte is on the line. Good day, Miguel. Good morning, Donna and Steve. How are you two? We are good, Mike. Good morning. Dawn is here, too. Hey. Oh, hi, Dawn. Hi. How hi. are you? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I uh, can't wait to talk about records. And Guinness World Records 2021 is out in bookstores today and on GuinnessWorldRecords.com. It's a big day for us. It's well, exciting. and it's I love that in the title, Mike is 2021 because that just feels hopeful already so i like that it's not 2020 it's 2021 so with that um you first and foremost yes are you featured in this book uh you know what uh i'm glad you asked uh i am actually in the book Uh, (gasps) photos of me inside uh, the book i mean what would what would little Mikey Marcotte, little like eight-year-old Mikey Marcotte, who's like all the other eight-year-olds in the school library finding the Guinness World Records book, what would you have thought if you had known that you'd grow up and you'd be an adjudicator in your fancy Guinness World Record blazer actually verifying that these are world records? I would have said you're crazy. That's mm. unbelievable. I would have never guessed I would have been an adjudicator with Guinness World Records. It is a, a dream come true. Uh, there's less than 100 of us in the world. There's only 14 of us who cover North America. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so to have this job, it's truly a blessing. So there's two records that I was honored to be a part of um, that are a part of the book in 2021. Um, the first one is um, from a town in Illinois called Casey. Um, it's K or C A S E Y, but it's pronounced Casey. And it's this little town. It's two hours west of Indianapolis. And they are known for big stuff. So they're the town with the largest mailbox in the world. They're the town with the largest rocking chair, the largest clogs, the largest barber's pole, the largest pitchfork, the largest car key, the largest golf club, the largest golf key. I going. Wait, so Mike, I let me ask you this. Go down to Casey and uh, take some photos. And uh, one of the photos is with me in the largest gar- golf club. Um, which measured to be about 45 feet. 
What have you what have you learned about some of the people who you come in contact with? Because when you go to adjudicate and Mm -hmm. verify if, in fact, they pull off this record, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of work that these folks have done on their side to prepare for this and to to get you to be there on site. What kind of people try to set a Guinness World Record? That's a great question. So everyone that I'm meeting is very passionate about whatever they're accomplishing and whatever they're attempting. Um, Whatever people are looking to do, they love what they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So whether it is lining up rubber ducks in a row, which is an attempt that I uh, was able to adjudicate a couple of weeks ago remotely, that was down in Texas. They lined up rubber ducks and they, you know, you might think that's a little bit funny and a little bit different, um, but they loved the idea of just lining up rubber ducks because of what joy it brought people. Hmm. And they were just so passionate about it and it ended up raising $25,000. It was a rotary club down oh in Texas outside of Dallas, and they raised $25,000 for local charities. That's and that's awesome. the best part about Guinness World Records is that we are able to help uh, organizations and communities um, raise money for causes and uh, draw awareness. I have a two-part question for you, Mike. Um, first, how do we know that there isn't another record for these rubber ducks? Like, how do how how do what you find what makes it a Guinness World Record? Yeah, that, like how yeah. mm-hmm. what kind of research do you have to do to make sure that hey, somebody hasn't done this before? Just that's be- a great question. So. Uh, from your perspective, Donna, so if you wanted to go see if there's an actual existing record for the longest line of rubber ducks, um, you can go to GuinnessWorldRecords.com, and then uh, there's a great search engine. So you can just type in rubber ducks, and then you should see a record if it's already existing, um, and then you can see what the current existing record. All of our records that are current records are uh, existing on GuinnessWorldRecords.com. So you can go on there, and then if, let's say, you wanted to apply for that record um, and try to beat it, um, you would create an application, okay, and then we would send you guidelines, and then you need to follow all of those guidelines. So what we ask that you do is that you submit an application before you attempt the record, um, because you have to follow every single guideline that we have, um, just to make sure that you are following the rules that we have set in place. Got it. Okay. And part two of my question—that's very helpful, by the way. Mm-hmm. How does one become? Uh, an adjudicator, because you said that there's only a hundred of you in the whole wide world. An endangered species. Yeah. So, like. how, what's the process? Yes. So, uh, for my process, uh, it, it, it involves multiple interviews uh, and then a trip out to New York. That's where our North America office is located. And then all adjudicators end up traveling to London. That's where Guinness World Records is located. Um, and then we go through a week's worth of training out in London um, where we learn uh, different types of adjudication presentations. Um, we learn how to hold our clipboard. We learn, mm-hmm. we get the actual jacket, the suits that you see us all in. That's where we get uh, presented our suits. We go through all sorts of different situations, um, and then we learn how to become an adjudicator out in London. So all of us go through that training together, um, and then we do a yearly trainings as a group. So our North America team, we typically meet about once a year uh, and then do refresher trainings to make sure that we're on top of uh, our adjudicating uh, standards. Nice. Now here are, the for, for any uh, Minnesotans out there, I'll just rattle off a few of these that happen to be Minnesota record holders in this new Guinness World Records book. We're talking to Mike Marcotte, an adjudicator for Guinness World Records. Their book, the 2021 edition, just hit bookstores 
today so you can grab that at a bookstore or online might be great for the student in your life who's looking for a little something interesting as they do distance learning uh minnesotans have the record for longest horns on a yak which uh, was achieved by jericho uh, which is the name of the yak owned by hugh and melody smith uh, and these are 136 inch long yak horns. That's yeah, something that's to be proud of. 136 inches. Yeah, think about that. 136 inches on a yak, and that was achieved in 2018 at the end of uh, December. Uh, December 23rd, 2018 is when it was officially measured. Uh, so pretty impressive on Jericho. Uh, and uh, congratulations to Hugh and Melody Smith. Um, and the, that is in the book. <laughs> Um, so that's a, that's a pretty impressive uh, record. Now, this um, one tears me up a little bit, Mike. The, the largest yeah. gape, we had Isaac Johnson on Twin Cities Live. Oh, yes. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Yes, came, I do. And he showed us the mouth gape. But oh, then yeah. that's not how the... He set a record, but not... I, I, all records are made to be broken, are they not? Exactly. And actually, that record has been broken twice since Isaac um, oh, held mm. it. Um, fortunately, though, for Isaac... Um, he was the one who held the record when we were printing and getting ready to publish oh. the book. Oh. So there is actually a great spread of Isaac with his mouth wide open inside the 2021 edition of the oh. World Records. Oh, fun! Yeah. And, uh, How cute! I know we're up against the clock here. Um, I'll just rattle these off. Three other records that Minnesotans hold. Mike, we hold most followers on Instagram for a duck. Also, we own the fastest time to solve a Rubik's Cube using your feet. 16 seconds, by the way. Mm-hmm. And we also, who knew, happened to have the Guinness World Record, a Minnesotan for the heaviest carrot. Donna, the carrot weighs 22 pounds. No way! Wow. That's fun. I just saw a picture of Martha Stewart holding up an enormous lemon on her Instagram page. <laughs> Mike, call her, Mike, Mike call we got to get her on the horn. <laughs> oh, we should get her on. We should get her on your program. She's up next. She'll it, call in. It could <laughs> wow. be a Guinness World Record lemon that she that has. Yeah. Um, here's Mike Marcotte. Mike, are you joining us on Twin Cities Live this week? I am. I'm going to be on Thursday. Wonderful. So we've got Mike Marcotte, a former producer for Twin Cities Live. You know him. You love him as the local guy about town. You can follow him. Uh, He's got his website, givemethemike.com, which will keep you up to date on things around the Twin Cities and what he's doing with Guinness as well. Yay! Uh, The book is out today, the Guinness World Records 2021 edition. It is available online. And in bookstores, Mikey Marcotte, thank you so much for joining us, Mike. We appreciate it. Always good to talk with you. Thank you for chatting with you. Yes. We love you. Bye. 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 All right. Um, uh, We're going to come back with a study on the Donna and Steve show. This is very interesting. Your taste in music might have something to do with something physical about your parents. How about that? See if you agree when we come right back on my talk. 1071. Uh, what a journey, huh? I'm going to see how many times I can say journey all week long. Journey. journey. Do you remember the band? There was a band, Journey, in the like 80s, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how weird. That's crazy. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Donna and Steve. Studies have shown that... Studies medic- have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. This is really whack. Okay. According to a new study, you guys... Yes. A baby... Mm. You have one of those, Steve. Mm-hmm. 
He develops a love for either faster music or slower music oh. based on his parents' height. What? Crumple that, that paper. Crazy? Throw it into the no, garbage. No, let me finish. I don't know. Let me, I'll tell you more things. Fake news. Shorter parents tend to have babies who like faster music. Taller parents have babies who like slow jams. They think, and by they, I mean the researchers who shall remain nameless, think that it's because pot smokers, shorter (laughs) parents take faster steps when they're walking around with the (gasps) baby. So the baby likes that faster rhythm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. Right. They said the experience of walking is at the rate of the person who's carrying them around so they're getting lots of experience at that particular tempo. Okay. So hmm. does that carry over as you get older? It would make sense. And then if you have a shorty and a tolly, right? Then they just like Balance easy listening. Out. Right? Hmm. Okay. What's considered tall? What ladies I don't, ask I, you. I'm going to just uh uh tall is 6 feet tall. Okay. 6 feet. Ow. Uh, for a man, for a woman, I would say five, eight, seven, five, eight. Yeah, I think five, eight and up is tall. Okay, okay. How tall are you, Don? Donna or Don? Donna. Ben. Don. Uh, five, seven and a half. Oh, mm-hmm. Donna. How exactly, tall are you, Donna? Exactly the same. Five, really? seven and a half. Oh, uh, we need to get you girls butt to butt, back to back. Let's see who's really taller. <laughs> you know what I didn't like about heights back to back, especially as an adult, is the, the butt. butts. Yeah. Because you feel your butt pressed against someone's yeah, back. Yeah, I don't or really want to do that with Donna. Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. I don't want to knock her over with my butt. Whatever. Hey. <laughs> you won't even feel mine. You'll still think it's my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's so up high. Mine will sit right oh, on your it? lower back. Oh, my oh, gosh. Mine's low. I have no waist <laughs> and long legs. Oh, and I'm all waist. Okay. Like yeah, you'll put yours her. against Donna, and you'll you'll think you've just leaned against a door. Okay, Steve, I didn't really need the reiteration. <laughs> Donna, I thought you were like saying, "Let's make jokes about this." I don't know what your butt looks like. You remember the rule? What? Like I can make fun of my family, but you can't make fun of my family. Well, you say "stinky Sue" one time, and you're uh oh, just rude. Suddenly outlawed. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry. Look, hey, Donna, remember me? I have a flat butt too. Now, I'm working on it. I'm squatting hort so that I can try to develop a buttocks. Hort. <laughs> make sure you say the D at the end. Otherwise, it sounds oh, like you I just called me. Oh, I thought it was a T. Hort. Well, anything. Hort. Just, yeah. Okay. All right. You have issues. Um, so that's my study, you guys. Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What do you have, Steve? You, you can sit there, you can like this study, you get me? I can't wait. Yesterday, there was a survey we didn't get to, and it found that only 33% of us unpack our suitcase at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I am in the other percentage. I unpack it. I mean, it depends how long you're staying. If you're only there for an overnight trip, I'm not taking everything out, right? Yeah, I hear you, sister. Now a follow-up question. How long does it take you to unpack when you get home from a trip? A week. Okay. A recent poll found half of us do it the day we get home, but it varies for everyone else. 21% of folks wait a day. I'll do it tomorrow. We just got home. Let me just sit down. 11% said a few days. 3% said they wait a week. Another 3% said they wait longer than that. And let me tell you, ladies, am I going to bear my soul? Somebody do the bear my soul alert. Uh, bear my soul. Bear my soul. I, <laughs> I wait longer than a week if I just go on a solo trip myself. I'll bring the suitcase back, I'll put it on in, in my closet, and then I just won't remember. And sometimes it can be until I take the next trip with that carry-on suitcase oh, wow. that I'm like, son of a gun, that's where that shirt is. You are kidding me. No key. That is a long time. I, I'll let it go for a week and be like, oh man, I'm still stepping oh, over I'm my so, suitcase. Really? Okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to be the only one who didn't unpack right away. No, I'm like, no. No. I just want to feel like I'm still on the vacation. Right? And so to have it there is like, oh, remember. Remember that. Remember the beach, the waves. That was I'm itching for a vacation. I just. You're living a freaking vacation. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? He's living a vacation. He's probably in his PJs right now, just chilling out. Oh, yeah. It's it's sipping on fake gin and juice. Oh, a diet seven up, Donna. Oh, it's a Lovely. diet 7-Up. I am itching for a vacation. Just right. really, I want to be on an airplane. I want to go where there is sand. Okay. Let's and just I want put this... that energy into saving for it right now. That's what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, Don. Okay. Like, I like I'm like, it. okay, I'm going to, once I can go to Europe, you know, I'm going to like save for a year or whatever. Yes. That way I can have a really good time. There you go. I like your tood. Uh, you guys just want to remind everybody that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's brought to you by our friends at Southern Lights and Dr. Lisa of Wyzetic Cosmetic Surgery and Spa. Love Dr. Lisa. Uh, We put together a whole bunch of resources to raise awareness and highlight all the organizations who help support those battling the disease. Find it at mytalk1071.com. That keyword is awareness. When we come back, Steve, you ready? Confessions. How would we word it? Uh, What's a term you used when your kids were little in place of a real word? For whatever reason. Give us a call. No, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You'll see what we mean. 651-641-1071. Confessions up next. Puts you in a vulnerable position, but um, we're in a safe bubble, right, guys? Right? Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The confessional is a safe place. Okay. So today we want to know what is a term that you 
are using or that you used when your kids were little to replace an actual word? Give us a call, 651-641-1071. Let's do it. I have a bit of a confession. The confessional is open. Can you keep a secret? I've been a bad, bad girl. It's Confessions with Donna and Steve. On my talk, 107.1. So this started because yesterday I was curious what Steve calls poop with his kids. I'm like, so do you say, did you make a stinky? Which I despise <laughs> that term. I can't stop thinking about that phrase now. Did you make a stinky? Who it's made cute. a stinky? Did you make a stinky? So I thought it would be um, fun to hear from our listeners on word replacement. Okay, so okay. when I was a kid, we called, you guys call them fluffs or fluffing, right? Don't you say, I fluffed? Not me. That's so stupid. Oh, gosh. We called those bomb-bombs. <laughs> bomb-bombs. Like daddy made a bomb-bomb. We <laughs> call them woofers. What? <laughs> <laughs> like a woofer speaker. Oh, my God. Oh. It's funny. And I have a wow. friend, uh, one of my closest friends. She started using this word as if I knew what she was talking about. When she was little, and to this day, she's in her 50s, she calls the female body part a binzu. <laughs> just, I don't know. She's like, I don't have any idea why. My mom always just called it, like, don't forget to wash your binzu. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we have full phone lines. It's also our Facebook question. And uh, let's, let's just start with Amy, because she's been on the line for a bit. Hi, Amy. Amy. Yeah. Hi, we're, Hi already, Amy. we're already laughing. Oh, gosh, there's a bunch of guys. Oh, I don't have kids of my own, but when I was a little girl, I used to go to a babysitter, and she would call our bottom Bubbles. Bubbles? Oh, yep, like your, so, okay, booty was Bubbles. <laughs> yep, booty was Bubbles, so she would say, sit down on your Bubbles, and oh, don't forget to wash your Bubbles. Oh, oh my God, it's so geez. funny. And then um, I was a nanny for a while, for a uh, kind of a prominent doctor and she um wanted me to refer to the the like flatulence as flatus so flatus? you would you would you would call it flatus or flatulence okay oh, i see okay because medical kind of sort of term. Yes. oh my gosh but, but i'd never ever like i'd never ever talked like that before so <laughs> oh my god that is awesome thank you for sharing amy yes have all a right good we day. gotta get to some facebook ones okay we, we some... also have full phone lines just so you know every phone is full. ringing off the hook here's amy who says our british babysitter was so proper she taught our boys to say i need to spend a penny rather than i need to go potty oh that's cute regina don't call me regina says my sister and i called lady breast mimple bimples <laughs> Oh my god. While saying that we would suck in our gut so that our rib cage would stick out to mimic lady breasts. I love it. Lady breasts. We called those bubbies. <laughs> bubbies. As uh let me get the one and then we'll go to the phones. Joni says as a uh as a generational hand down term, our daughter has a popo. Like a like a popo. It was huh. cute. 
and fun until my husband, Joni says, tried using that word on me during oh, no. sexy time. <laughs> PSA, no! guys, never call your wife's lady cave a popo unless you love the surefire resultant celibate life. Oh, right. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. Uh, Christine standing by. Let's go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi. Hi. Do you Mine have... isn't as cute as the bubbles. I liked Amy and her bubbles. But <laughs> my daycare lady would always call the bottoms their bumper. Oh, that's cute. And oh, that's so cute. it was funny to hear these little kids talking about their bumper all the time. <laughs> and now every once in a while, my son, who's 21, I'll say, honey, you got something on your bumper. <laughs> and then that kind of makes him smile because he's thinking back to Debbie in his daycare days Aww. with his bumper. Oh, that's cute. That is so sweet. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, so, Christine. Yep. Bye. Have, Have a, good a good day. day. You too. Uh, let's see. Oh, I like this one. Natalie said that she called cemeteries grave gardens. No. Still does. That's sweet. I like that. That's sweet. That's funny. Uh, Amanda's on the line. Hey, Amanda. Amanda. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. So my, I'll kind of be quick. When my daughter was younger, I was trying to get her not to say um, farting, so we called it barking spiders. And um, <laughs> she was doing it a little bit too much, so I told her I locked all the barking spiders in a cage and so she couldn't let them out. And that's for ah. the next day. She looks, she's crying, and she's hanging out with her friend, and she says, Mommy, I don't know what happened, but one of the barking spiders got loose, grabbed the key, unlocked the cage, let all the barking spiders out, and now Lucy has the barking spiders, too. That is so creative. That's cute. I love it. Thank you, Amanda. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the air with Donna and Steve. Hi. So um, when we were young, I have three boys, and we called their um, man parts their peepers. Peepers. And <laughs> peepers, yeah. Like, And when we showed up to preschool, you'll never believe what the name of my son's preschool teacher was. <gasps> no. I'd like you to meet Mrs. Peepers. No. And he looked at me, and his eyes got really big. <laughs> and he, oh, that's a- I said, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's the word. God, we'll unweave all the damage that we've woven here over the past few years. Oh, my right. gosh. Peepers. Oh. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Steve, did you have one? You know, we, we no. I mean, we're, we, just because I wish that we did. Um, I mean, my kids used to call nipples spots. <laughs> I can see your spots. Oh, my gosh. But they're pretty anatomical. They're saying penis and vagina. That's really? good. And except it's good, yes. It's kind of good. It's like less to explain later, but then they'll just run, a, you know, one of them will run around the house and just yeah. like. Penis! Just really like leaning into. Oh, he <laughs> hit my vagina! Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, oh can we just God. chill out a little bit here? You could always teach him Binzu if you want. Oh, boy. Yeah, but, well, or Amanda said, my son always called the lady part a front butt. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> And he called a bra a nipple shield, and he came up with both. Oh, God. How about um, remember we had the story? Daddy has a tail. That's, that's funny you say that. <laughs> Megan said, my niece once said, Grandpa has a tail in the front. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, um, my God. Oh, let's see. Oh. 
Um, we call everything adult code word uboob she obinre. Oh. Broken pig Latin for nothing in particular. Uboob she obinre? Wow, that's very complicated. That is. That is. Pickles Aboob. for toes. Shoe garden for an entrance or a mudroom. That's uh, cute. I like that. <laughs> that is cute. Go clean up the shoe garden. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, a cube farm. Isn't that what people call offices like this? Uh-huh. Like ours? Yes. He's working in the cube farm. Yeah. It's cute. Judy says, my son thought that the F word was vagina. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's cute. That's what I call it. Uh, booba oh. for breasts, says Penny. I called turtles gunkies when I was a kid. Gunkies. Hey, what is that? I don't know. That's my gamer name, too, by the way. Gunky girl, if you ever want to play me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Her gamer name. Uh, wow, you've been laying low on this gaming talk that Don and I do sometime, and yeah, now you're gunky? Gunky girl. Gunky 62. Don't worry about it. I forgot until I saw it when I was playing a game the other night. I was like, They were like, welcome oh. back, gunky girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. By the way, Donna. What? Uh, would you like to join me right now in wishing Don... An early happy birthday, which of course is tomorrow, October 7th. Happy what? birthday, Dawn. All right. How'd you find that out? Facebook? Someone alerted me. Hmm. Okay. A source reached out. That source doesn't know what they're talking about. You're lying. No, it really no, Dawn. that's not true. That's really <laughs> not true. And I've I've told you I've been They said it was on your Instagram or something. Okay. Or Facebook somewhere. It's okay. her birthday. Dawn, are you lying? No, I'm is not that, lying. D- hey, this is why she's taking Thursday and Friday off. I'm not lying. That's no. why. Okay, so it's this weekend sometime. I don't know. Dawn. <laughs> you don't know. Silly. Stop being a silly willy. God, this is so stuff. <laughs> silly willy, that's what we used to call. Oh, God, I don't want to know. Colleen just texted me. Gamer name with like 7,000 laughing emojis. I have one. I've been using it since like 1998. Oh, what is it? Do you care to share? Sure. Um, It is Camelotone Tight Pants with a Z, (laughs) which kind of looks like camel toe when you spell it out. Oh, my God. We're on that Saturday Night Live sketch again. (laughs) The name changing office. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of silly. My name is Irma. Last name Gerd. (laughs) guys hey let's talk about project down and dirty real quick because this is great it's gonna be really fun i think classic radio drama this year presented by dr anesthetics in 360 painting minneapolis so it's going to be our comedic reinterpretation of orson welles famous war of the worlds that will premiere on air on social media and online monday october 26th and will last all the way through the week friday october 30th is when it all wraps up. You can watch, listen, and interact as we work to raise money for great charities that we're helping out this year. Little Brothers, Friends of the Elderly, Alina Health Caring for Caregivers, The Sheridan Story, and Springboard for the Arts. You can learn more about Project Down and Dirty, classic radio drama, at mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is project. Do you think we could be like really over the top? I think so. Like I think with our acting? Oh, I'm sure. It's oh. a comedy. I'm very excited. Are we going to get costumes, do you think? Will any of our catchphrases be worked in? I 
actually huh. saved something for the for the Foley artist. Really? Yeah, I did. It makes some really great sounds. Uh, it was part oh. of a a plastic sheet that was in front of a poster that unfortunately lost its life and came down from the wall. Mm. A mm. mounted poster, but it's a really cool. It makes like really oh, cool nice. sounds when you wobble it. Do you think oh, she wants cool. to add that to her collection? I'm bringing she it to might. her anyway. Yeah, just I just it. snapped celery the other day, and I was like, this would be great for the Foley. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> this is full because that's how they do like a punch in the face. Yeah. Oh. This sounds like a weird theremin or a type of a like a like thunder almost when you oh, wobble cool. it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. When do we start rehearsal? October 26th. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I, was, I didn't listen to anything you said. Uh, okay, cool. Looking forward to it. When we come back, it's a final tra- uh, bleh, bleh, mm, hmm. I'm titanium. Yeah, I'm titanium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a few favorite things that I would like to share with you, including Martha Stewart's Lemon. Okay. Okay, Donna. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hi. Hey, and Don McLean. Yeah. How, how you holding up there, Don? Me? I'm doing great. I got a lot of sleep last night. No way. Nice. I really? crashed, you know, because I had not very much the night before, so I'm feeling yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yes. Ooh. Um after let's start with what donna just talked about regarding martha stewart (laughs) and then i there's one particular email from today that i would like to read okay so what i was going to say about martha stewart there's a bunch of fun stuff on the webs on the webs (laughs) on the interwebs spider um viola davis got a new puppy channing Mm -hmm. tatum got a new puppy um, Martha Stewart has an enormous lemon. Okay. And I linked these all up for you at mytalk1071.com on the show links page. I What's just wanted to say lemon? that, did you look at it? Did she create it? Did she make it? She did make it. Oh my gosh. It's a ponderosa lemon grown on a potted tree in her backyard in Bedford, New York. Mm. It is one of the largest lemons. It's mildly tangy, mm. delicious, not very juicy for its size, but fragrant mm. and flavorful. Sorry, Dawn. Mm. She can't believe that her small tree produces more than two, th- two dozen of these giant That's a citrus. Chernobyl lemon that is only grown right there. in nuclear fallout zones. It's the size of her head. And it's a little bumpy. bumpy It's very lumpy and bumpy. (laughs) Like it should probably see a doctor. I wonder what it tastes like. Dawn, I'll tell you again. It's mildly tangy. Oh, I, I, I had I formed a split personality. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to, okay, I, I, I wonder, You're but funny. I don't need to have it described to me. Let's just say oh, that. Oh, my God. I love it. I had a friend who, um, when I look at that lemon, it's making me think of... Uh, <laughs> I won't say any names here. 
But I had a friend who said, oh, yeah, this I went over to so-and-so's house. They have a basset hound. I said, oh, really, a basset hound? I love the look of a basset yeah. hound. But they're a little howly, you know? But that's what you get. And he said, yeah, I went down to pet it, and it felt like one of those like 3D topographical maps where you're like, oh, that's the mountain range. <laughs> oh, this that is, is funny. You know what I saw yesterday? Oh, the cutest little Sharpay. I love Sharpay. Named Blue. Because oh. it's got this bluish gray color. I mean, that's the fun thing of the dog parks that I know not oh. everybody's into. You see, like, every breed. I saw two Dalmatians yesterday, Steve. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's what, Was just... there a fire? <laughs> it's funny. That's always my oh, favorite. Right. Uh, no. It's like a club for dogs. That's where yeah. you see everybody. Yeah, it's just a big old... Yes, it's it's like a rave. You know, it's like, woo, where's the DJ? And you're bound to pick up some disease. Probably. Anyway. Speaking um, of animals. Yeah. We have an email. You can always email us, Donna. And Steve, show up mytalk1071.com. I know you responded to this one, Donna, but I think our my talkers need to hear this. Okay. I was talking about hearing coyotes near my house last night as I was taking the dog out. <laughs> Felicia says, hi. I did the most redneck thing over the weekend. We had a missing chicken. In looking for it. I saw a weasel jumping around and dancing. Now, first of all, she's already projecting blame onto this weasel by saying it was dancing. Like, I just got a chicken. It's like a little ferret. Yeah. Naturally, Felicia goes on to say, my dog ran over to, quote unquote, play with the weasel. Oh, trickery. Felicia then grabbed a shovel. No. And knocked the weasel out cold with one whack. I'm pretty sure that weasel is responsible for my missing chicken. That, my friends, is what we like to call life on the farm. Full circle. Oh, man. I'm a little sad about this because it looks like my ferret. Donna responded and said, I don't even know if I would be able to ID a weasel. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to say. Yeah, clearly. Was I supposed to say, like, how could you? You Or, oh, what a story. You know, you could also do um, what I usually always do, just not respond. Like, appreciate that they sent it. We see it. It's in our ether now. Yeah, I like to interact. I know it's not for everyone. I don't even know if I can ID a weasel. So what does a weasel look like? <laughs> it looks like it looks like a ferret, like Dawn said. And I had a ferret oh, named Ozzy, and they're so cute. And I'm sorry it ate your chicken and all. Did your ferret stink? Yes. Okay. And he was also de-skunked too. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He smelled like skunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what and that. then the, yeah. remember the prairie dogs? Oh. Oh, prairie yeah. dogs are so cute. Yeah, it's except that they carry dangerous. the fleas that cause the bubonic plague, oh, remember? Jiminy Christmas. I know. You know, I kind of like that skunky smell because my last dog also smelled like <laughs> skunk. <laughs> because he got sprayed a lot, like years before I got him. And only when he was wet would you smell the skunk. Like if I was giving him a bath. God, it stuck around for years. years. Yep. What? Yep. No tomato juice in That's the world. That's fascinating. Get rid of that. I know. Unlike right? predators that take one bird at a time, weasels tend to kill or injure several birds during one attack, if not the whole flock. Chickens killed and collected in small piles. They they'll bite them on the back of the head and the neck. Huh. And then sometimes they'll only bite the head or the neck, or they could eat or bite the head or neck off. Uh, I I just of wanted chicken. to pet it. I, okay. Well, careful. You okay. might be coming back, and your new nickname will be Niner, because it will have taken one of your fingers. <laughs> Niner. <laughs> oh. like, like two stumps. 
No, 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 no. His name isn't Two Stumps. His name is Two Dogs. He's from Monty's Traveling Reptile Show at the State Fair, also available for backyard parties. His name is not Two Stumps, Donna. He he has not lost any of his appendages. You need I to know. quit smearing okay, this man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two did you guys stumps. see Martha Stewart's enormous lemon? Yeah, we All did. Right. All right, just We're done. All right. What are you going to do with the rest of your uh, busy day, Steve? Well, I'm going to stay home to do Twin Cities Live. I, you are? Yeah, they've asked me to. Don. <laughs> because of the I love uh, your enthusiasm. Because of the the kids are getting tested for COVID now because they have cold symptoms, and so I have to wait for their test to come back before um, I can go back into the building to do TV stuff. So, so I'm going to do the show from home. Okay. okay. And what what's going to be your backdrop? Um, it'll be like the, the, the front wall in my living room where we have some built-ins. There will be a globe from Home Goods that oh, I... Oh, your awards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my everyone awards. does that. I've never even been nominated for an Emmy. What's a guy going to do? Oh, you should be. You, you have to you, pay you know money. You, you have to do? nominate yourself. Huh? You should nominate yourself you for, to. not locally, for... No. For oh. Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Get a montage. Yes, no, yes, no, yes. No. Make Ryan do it down in the newsroom. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, Ryan, first project. Yeah. Oh. DJ per, 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 per Perp Perpetrator. Oh, did I say perpetrator? Yeah. Oh, you're the right. perpetrator. Although he'll probably be writing a story about a perpetrator today. You are probably right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, Steve. <laughs> Behave yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. We will go. see you back here tomorrow at 9. Have a great day. I love you guys. Steve. Love you guys. Don't do it. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.